Oh my lord. It's the apartment again. I'm Asfali. This is Ali Baluch. And my, 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 do we have a fun one for you? It's a good one today. It's a good one. I'm excited. I'm looking forward. You know, who's I- our guest? Representing Koreatown, Los Angeles, battler to my left. Introduce yourself. Dumbfounded. What's good? Hey. Dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. He's a Korean American rapper. Yeah. But above all that, he's just a dope rapper. Argentinian. Korean. Oh, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll explain how yeah. he's from Argentina. Mm-hmm. His parents speak Korean and Spanish, yeah. not much English. Yeah, which is very fascinating. We'll That's dive into Very that. fascinating. He is a super talented rapper, actor, battle rapper. Battle rapping is like what you think it is. You, it's, We'll explain it in, in more. Back in, when it was off the top of the head, though. Yeah. None of this written shit. Yeah, so he's super talented. And we bring it up in the interview. I freaking harassed this poor guy for like <laughs> two to three months every day. You were blowing up his DMs. I text, like I will go through my text and there's like five, mm-hmm. like 10 of it big. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? You free? You free? Hey, what's up? What's up? You free? You free? <laughs> I, I'm surprised he, like he was like, because he gave me his number when I reached out. He was like, yeah, contact. he didn't send me I'm to. I'm surprised he didn't put a restraining order on you. I'm surprised he didn't send me to like his PR people, his management, <laughs> police. his like publicist. He didn't send me. He was like, I messaged him and he was like, yeah, here's my number and let's do this. And he was super cool, super supportive. I was really appreciative that, that he took time to do it yeah. because he's about to go on this really crazy tour. That, yeah, and like, we'll get into all of that yeah. in the episode. It's an amazing tour. But first, we need to talk to uh, talk to you about our sponsor, Adidas. Adidas, uh, if you zip it up all the way, you can put a subway footlong into it and sneak into a movie theater. Adidas, multifaceted, always in fashion. Very true. So uh, shopadidas.com. Uh, <laughs> promo. Really? Really? That was funny? <laughs> the imagery of me putting a subway... <laughs> And going into Moana with the subway footlong in your jacket. Okay. Taking it out, Is unwrapping turkey? it. turkey? <laughs> <laughs> I would No, you'd get that meatball shit. Oh, stink up the yeah. entire movie theater. <laughs> no, I'd get tuna. I'd get tuna because it's more healthier. Um, no, Anyways, I w- shout I out would, to our sponsor. I would do that Adidas. with Chipotle, okay? Chipotle, yeah. there's no smell to Chipotle, so... So shout out to our sponsor, Adidas. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us again. Yeah. Um, what's been going on with you other than harassing? Uh, just been harassing. Man, I just got done a couple like the other week with my short with your film. Show? Yeah. And my short film's killing it Check right it now. out. It's called Disregards on his YouTube channel. I got 50K what? views on that shit. You don't even have to show your dick? I didn't have to pull out my genital hmm. for that. And Interesting. 50,000 people watched it. I feel like 25,000 people watched it twice. Mm, that's fine. I'm okay that with doesn't that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I am still on TBS is wrecked. Uh, it airs Tuesdays, ten nine central. Oh my god, you have a T-shirt. Um, so I, what I need you guys to do is just just hit up hit up that TBS app uh, or go to your parents' house and watch yeah. it on demand or whatever, or just download it illegally. Whatever you need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Second season we start shooting in March. Uh, do you really want to tell them to download it illegally? Aren't you going to be like kicked off TBS? Yes, now? I will be kicked off. So please do not download it illegally. Find legal means in which to watch it and go then watch it. I watched it by going on yeah. TBS.com. TBS has an app. TBS.com, check it out, watch it on there. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you have a cable code, you can also watch that's, it that way. That's what I do. Um, I the use show's great. I'm very proud of it. And to be fair, I've done a lot of shows of yeah. that have been garbage and I would never promote it For or sure. talk about it. So um, please watch that. And uh, I'm doing a vlog about this episode. Cool. It's been fun. Cool, cool, Guys, cool. this episode is great. It's hip hop, it's watch real. It. Yep. Steve. Uh, and for those of you who are new, welcome mm-hmm. to the apartment. Yeah, uh, welcome. We sit, and this is what we missed on the last one. Yeah, and, uh, and I, know, I, I just want people who, who are just starting to watch the show now, I don't normally wear a wrecked shirt. Uh, so for those of you who are new, this yeah. is Asif Ali, the star of TBS's Wreck. Mm-hmm. My name is Ali Baluch. I am a, a producer, producer on, on MTV's Ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the apartment, our podcast, visual, audio, video, whatever podcast, where we sit with our favorite, our favorite, mm-hmm. and our producer's favorite sometimes, uh, creators, influencers, artists, musicians, athletes, actors. And we, we celebrate diversity. We celebrate diversity, People who would bro. normally not get interviewed um, in the traditional sense of the world, but are doing 
dope, dope amazing shit. things that they and need to have, be highlighted man. and have great fan bases like but dumbfounded like dumbfounded is doing dope shit and yeah. it needs to be highlighted guys like he's him he's been doing dope he's shit. been so uh check out get comfortable if you're listening to this on the road eyes on the road stereo up get comfortable mm-hmm. this is episode i don't even know what 19 or something dumbfounded, so, dumbfounded. enjoy how far were you? Are you based in Koreatown? Yeah, I live like a couple blocks from here, actually, oh, which is crazy. Oh. I mean, this I grew up around this neighborhood my whole life, yeah. so it's yeah. just completely like I know this whole neighborhood. So. Yeah, yeah. Your family history is very fascinating because you're Argentinian. Well, yeah, I was born Argentina. Nationally, yeah. yeah, like yeah, yeah. As, wow, that's as, crazy. So that's that's crazy, and and then you, you, how your mom came to the U.S. But we'll start with like your family moved into. Argentina like your mom and dad that's where they met correct yeah yeah my mom and dad are both Korean not mm-hmm. Latino yeah, uh, yeah, yeah but they they um, uh, both moved to Argentina when uh, their parents um, when they were like teenagers mm-hmm. okay and I guess there was a huge immigration of a- Asians there at the time or something wow. and then they met each other got married had me and my little sister and then um, moved to uh los angeles when we were like really little yeah so but like your dad came first correct yeah yeah and, and then my mom this is the interesting part yeah but my mom uh we had to go through the the like we had to sneak in through the mexican border actually really the coyotes where they wow. which are the guys who like sneak yeah, in yeah people. the smugglers yeah so they had uh my mom went through that with some other like families and then um it, she was holding like two babies which is me at three years old my sister was one that's so, so crazy. Yeah, it's the whole crazy story that the, I heard he, from my mom. Like so. a lot of it's all on foot, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. No, really, my mom had some scary. Like she was, t- she told me that whole journey was pretty scary. Yeah, you know what I can I mean? imagine. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's scary. It's stressful, and you have children with you. Yeah, and yeah, like you know, like you read about these stories, like you hear about them, especially going on like in Syria mm-hmm. and the refugee crisis, where it's like these people are, are like traveling with their life. It's on their back. On your back. Like you right. got a backpack full of everything, like all right. your documents, your pictures, everything that you've ever had. And then like you have kids as well, man. That's intense. And then th- did they settle here in K-Town? Yeah. So they were here in Koreatown, Los Angeles, and uh, we've been here pretty much our whole lives. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, all, all of us like live in this city, in yeah, this area. For sure, so man. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you, uh, what year kind of did you guys settle in? Was it like late 80s or... Uh, I w- it was about uh no like 1990 like okay. yeah oh, so yeah. we've been here since then pretty much okay okay yeah. so you were really young during the riots then yeah I was really young no I came here in 18 uh, 1989 so yeah. uh yeah I was like probably six or seven or something yeah, like yeah. that wow. but um yeah it was crazy and then um uh it's crazy because my mom and dad both speak fluent Spanish and Korean and English so yeah they speak a little English but the crazy thing is they didn't really learn too much English because they were like we're in Koreatown gotcha. everybody speaks Korean and Spanish so we're like why the fuck good. we gotta learn oh, English that's so right <laughs> yeah because so. Koreatown split like 50% <laughs> yeah, Mexican and exactly 50% so they were just Asian. like yo we're set we're yeah. good yeah. yeah, so they don't. Wow, really, that's amazing, man! And it yeah. just kind of worked out. English know? is their third language. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, like that. They're like, "Yo, we got everything here." So that's good. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, like, at like what age kind of did you like just fall into like? Were you did you grow up listening to hip hop? Did that like resonate with you? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think you know now music is like everybody listens to everything yeah you know what i'm saying but before like i think it was a little bit uh separated like they were like the rock kids yeah, and, like yeah. The very kids. separated and um uh like early on i got into hip-hop like hip-hop was my first thing and then mm-hmm. i got in, when i got into high school i definitely started expanding my music like i started listening mm-hmm. to a lot of rock i was like a rock, rocker kid for a while but i was yeah. always like into hip-hop too yeah but um yeah, I mean, I think hip hop, like that's kind of like the side I chose, you know, yeah, <laughs> when I was yeah, growing up. Right. So, uh, listening to West Coast hip hop, East Coast, like meeting a lot of friends that introduced me to that stuff. Yeah. And then when I got into high school, I just started rapping. Yeah. Just because a lot of kids in my school were doing it, and my neighborhood were doing it. For so, sure. um, it just kind of was a fun thing for me to do, just freestyle and then battle rap because I was like a class clown. It was easy for me to like roast people and yeah, like yeah. Uh, with a rhyming, pack, yeah, you know. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah. With a rhyming touch to it, so. And, but that's you know, like, and then from there, um, okay, w- w- just to bring back to the last uh, episode that yes, we yes, yes, aired. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, 
yeah. we were talking about Asian American artists and we brought up Linkin Park, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm sorry for bringing it back up. He's not exactly a, a rapper's rapper. I know, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Nah, I mean, definitely, I mean cool. you know, because there's not I, a lot of rappers who can say, like, they have albums with, like, Jay-Z. Right. You know, it's just right. like, it, yeah. like I, I, and, and I bring that up because we were, bringing, we, were, we were talking to Phil about it because, like, they were, like, the first, like, rock group that had an Asian lead, Asian American right, lead, right. you know. And I'm friends with a Johan, the DJ. So and yeah. they had Johan as the so. DJ, yeah. yeah, and that's insane, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, there weren't too many at the time, but there was obviously Jin. You yeah. know, Jin was like, he's definitely like the main OG of yeah. like America, I would say. I yeah. Mean, there's there's other rap figures in you know historical sense, but he was the the first like really big one that people were like, oh, this dude's Asian, and yeah. he's like on tv he representing was you know on those BET he was on, rap yeah. battles yeah. yeah so that was the first time that i think every asian person who was into hip-hop or not was like oh damn there's this asian dude yeah yeah so he was definitely like a hero too i mean i mean when i was younger just turning on the tv seeing that dude like really kill it and he was killing it on in those oh, battles yeah. he was it, good yeah yeah so it wasn't just like an asian dude he was actually killing dudes on tv so yeah um that was like that was like a big deal for sure for sure um what was it where you're like, all right, I can actually do this? Because, like, dude, the, what, what you guys do, like, battle rap? It's hard. I, I, do you still do that? Like, nah, now, I have, now it's just more, like, music. No, nah, no, nah, yeah, now it's definitely more music, doing shows, uh, yeah. still working a lot of music. I do a lot of acting, too. But, like, yeah. uh, the battle stuff was, like, you know, I started so early. I started battle rapping when I was, like, 15. And then, yeah. like, you know, my last battle was, like, about a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. um, so... That was pretty much the end, I would say. I mean, because that was like, and people are like, I can't believe it. That's like, dude, that's a long ass run. Yeah, <laughs> you know how saying? long do you want me to do this yeah, shit? Yeah, it's a long <laughs> ass run. I, I mean, I could still do it. If I want to get a battle, I can still get a battle. Mm -hmm. But it's not a, any project that I'm interested in right now. And I, I wouldn't say it's like, maybe it's i'll never battle again but i i don't right. see it happening unless it's like something really interesting also a lot of battling i feel like for me and my brother used to watch it all the time is that a lot of people battle because they're like oh I, I need the exposure yeah and it's like a respect thing and i can build my name in the community but like once you've reached that yeah you're like what am i getting out of this yeah, i mean it's not yeah. even that for me it's like i just treat each battle like some kind of like uh you know thing we're making like a project or a short film yeah, or like yeah. an album it's like that's that's how i see it like mm -hmm. if you really look up my battles online i don't have like a shitload of battles like a lot yeah, of these yeah. battle rappers you know i just chose specific battles particular because yeah. i wanted to like have its own thing to it like mm -hmm. it's like it's like having you know eight albums up or something yeah, you know yeah, what yeah i mean and they're all like different and interesting so mm -hmm. it's you know um i used to do like a lot of like sparring and boxing growing up yeah. and that was like the only close thing to, like and i did like basketball like in high school but that was like the i i the the nerves that i would get before we get in the ring it was like i i like my stomach was my whatever was in my throat my heart like it was just like pounding right and i can't imagine how crazy that must be for like battle rap because it's like if you like stutter on a line if if something i feel like the crowd like there's a you're in a room full of hundreds of people yo and i know how yo this perks to being short i don't care what y'all think when you got small feet you could get the jordans all cheap when you yo yo in that way it's kind of like youtube where it's like Right when they see it, they're like pounce on you. Yeah, of like and a, like real talk. How nerve wracking does do you get before a show? Because you're like you got to like go over all your like notes or your yeah you know. yeah. I mean, I think for battle rap, it's definitely more nerve wracking than like a performance. Um, yeah. Like right. if I'm doing a show, you know, with a show, there's a beat yeah. and right. there's. Um, you know, people are going there to see you, you know, mm -hmm. um, but for battle, they're technically kind of going there to see you either get roasted, kill yeah. or get killed. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know, right, right. so it is nerve wracking. Like, you don't know who's in the audience, who's really cheering for you. And, and in the end, they're just cheering for who has the illest lines, you mm -hmm. know. So, um, yeah, it could throw you off easily when someone like hits you with a really good line, you yeah. know, or one of your lines don't hit. It'll just How do you keep your, your composure ego. when someone gets you good? Because I always Ooh, find yeah. that very like when I'm you just got to act like it didn't phase you. You're just like, yeah, no, that was it. Like, even though you knew it, didn't even though inside you, you're like, like, oh god, you're, you're like you crying inside. You're like, ah, that was it, son. Come on, son, you're just crying inside, just completely. Yeah, it's like yeah. acting. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like the, the build up to it, like the drive to the venue, you know, and then waiting, you know, like does that sucks? The it nerves, sucks. yeah. Kick in? It's yeah because you prepare like all month for it or however long. Sometimes it's only you know, like two, three weeks. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it sucks. It really sucks because you, all you're doing is thinking about this one dude for the month. You know, it yeah. drives me fucking crazy. That's right. one reason I don't want to do it because I don't want to think about one dude all month. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and the thing that's even crazier about that is like, I like I do stand up a lot, and it's like if I'm to have like a showcase or whatever coming up, I can just do a shit ton of shows and figure out my set, iron it out. That way, when I do the showcase, I'm like, I got it. It's fine. This is this stuff is already crushed a million yeah. times. I'm gonna be fine. What you're doing, it's like you, I mean, you can't wait. It's catered to one person. So you can't like Practice work it. a battle out on other people if it's not that uh, you could, guy. You could. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, people do that all the time. You could like people run through lines mm. like okay. with other fellow battle rappers be like, yo, is this shit good? Like the yeah. comedian does, you know, like, okay. yo, you like this bit? What yeah, do you yeah, think yeah. it's funny? You know, mm-hmm. like they, they do do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's I don't know if that's an unspoken thing, but I know yeah. I've done it and I know a bunch of other battle rappers yeah. do it too. Yeah. Um, You know, like we hit each other up and yeah. we ask about it but it's hard because we wrote we write so much stuff and things that we think are going to be amazing like we run it by our friends and they just shit on it you know it's like <laughs> but, yeah. yeah 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 so I mean, you just write a lot and you just use like the best parts you know? right of course yeah. of course yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so when was it where you're like okay let, let's take this out from like doing it from like the, if, like at school from the cafeteria let's I can actually go to a venue with people you know because I feel like that was kind of like it was at like the kind of launching point for everything else in your career you know uh, when I when I was doing the battles or yeah because yeah. I was like I felt like that was pretty early on too. yeah yeah definitely I mean I, I wasn't really writing songs or recording you know yeah. what I mean um, a lot of people would start from different areas of like emceeing mm-hmm. uh, for me it started with freestyle and battling yeah so I was kind of a late bloomer when it came to actually making music um, because the battles and freestyles was just like that came a lot more natural to me just because yeah. I love jamming with friends yeah. and also like I was a class clown. I love cracking jokes. So yeah, yeah. it was easy to put that into rhyme form. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, yeah. And then later on, I just got into making songs and I just like really loved it. And I started putting out and putting out songs and me recording songs on YouTube. And people were like, oh, I think I kind of realized that I had to transition there at least into like putting out my own content because mm-hmm. like all these videos I had online, I had like hundreds of videos on YouTube of me freestyling or battling, but right. it was all from other people, you know? Oh no, yeah. shit. Okay. So I was like, yo, I need a, I hadn't put out a single video and I already had like hundreds of videos online, mm-hmm. whether it was like me, like a young me, like freestyling in like a parking lot. <laughs> Thing. You know what I mean? I ain't Chinese. I am you times three. Why me? Why the fuck you curse me with? Or whatever yeah, the yeah, fuck, yeah. you know? So um, I just started doing that. And I started making uh, videos. And just kind of that's when I kind of got into the whole YouTube thing. You right. Know? So the, when the yeah so when you were starting out and you were like I'm gonna take control of uh, you know the stuff that's being put out you know I want to control what's you know my music that I'm putting out you know and you were starting out in a time where I mean like like you were saying like Jin is in a way still the only like in your guys's class of like that big that sort of broke the 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 mold for the image of an Asian American rapper or whatever. Right. Um, so what was the response? Was it like, oh, this is great? Or was it almost like that thing of like, what does this guy think? No, I think, I think there were already a lot of Asian rappers, um, you know, on, like existing. I, I knew of yeah. a lot of Asian yeah. rappers, but there were only like a couple that were like making a living off of it or, right. or looked like they were really serious about it. Mm-hmm. Not like a kid in his bedroom yeah, like, recording, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't that serious. I mean, I was serious about my craft, but I wasn't like... I didn't have a street team. I like wasn't a planning an plan. album. No, yeah. I, I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the only people that were doing that was like Jin, mm-hmm. Far East Movement. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 they were like the only ones that were doing that. And everybody else was just like kids on YouTube. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I remember like Tim was on there and yeah, like yeah, yeah. a Deep Pride, Lil Crazed. Um, these are names I didn't even know about, you know, until yeah, yeah. until I actually uh, got onto YouTube and uh, one of my mentors during that time like. He just put me onto this YouTube world. Like I didn't know YouTube had a scene. You know what I mean? I yeah. just I just thought it was a platform. And he was telling, and he and then he introduced me to like Wax mm-hmm. and like rappers like that. And I was like, oh, this dude is actually really tight. Yeah. So that's when yeah. I became really good friends with Wax. Um, but at the time, like yeah, I didn't know about the the scene. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I think it was right. at the time it was still kind of developing more too. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there were regulars already on there. 
and then I met Tim and uh, Wax and became really good friends with them and you know like cats like that helped me out a lot too early mm-hmm, on for sure yeah. wow uh, so how's tour life I mean cause like I feel like from transitioning from you know going to one spot for a one show battle to like multiple cities you know how big is your team that goes with you is it just you solo um usually bouncing around or no when i go on tour it's usually like i'm about to go on my first uh headlining tour which yeah. is not like under another artist yeah, yeah. Awesome. so uh this is going to be a good one and then uh, i'm bringing friends of mine to open up for me yeah, yeah. and then uh, i go with a dj and then i go with a videographer and then like one tour manager so yeah. it's about like six people total um so I always try to take like at least a videographer and like a tour manager because yeah. you need to, you know, it's hard to do those things like when you're also the artist, you know? Right, sure. right, right. Yeah, we how, just fuck up. Be how reckless. long have you been? Yeah, that's true. How long have you been touring for? Man, I've been touring for like over 10 years probably. Ooh, wow. I've been touring since I was like probably like I want to hear some or something uh, like damn. that. Like after what Phil just said right when he left, I want to hear some crazy stories. Yeah. yeah. What, what are some cra- crazy like, stories? Are there fights that happen on tour? Because like I don't know. Oh, like yeah. I feel like since you come from like this battle rap, like it's this very confrontational world that you've kind of like created. You know? Oh yeah. Is yeah. it like? And I feel like when it, people know you from that world, there's some dudes who are like, leave? I want to see how far this person. Does it like it, whatever happens at the venue stays at the venue, or does that shit go with you like outside? And he wouldn't let us thing aim if he had a screen name. This Baby boy will get Ving rings. I'll hit you until you wake up on the scriptures. We'll hit you for- no, I mean it's it's. I think I've gotten more fights with people inside on the tour. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, because you're in a van with a bunch of dudes, like whole you know the whole time, and you start yeah. getting really annoyed of people, even yeah. like your closest friends. Yeah. Like I've punched out a dude. He wasn't like my closest friend, right. but he was on the tour with me. And I punched a dude, and I'm not like a really violent person like right. that, you know. But he it just he just we kept got chewing. into he it. Kept and chewing. And yeah, and, and then we all well, we also <laughs> we also didn't have any place to just like you know Chill get out. space, you know. Uh, so it's like we're constantly in there, and tension's gonna build, and shit. then some shit went down. Um, but yeah, I mean, tour is crazy, man. It's tough. It's a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs, mm-hmm. a lot of girls. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's tough. Like, I think now um, every tour I've gone on after that, like, I. It, progressively got a little bit more tame because i'm mm-hmm. getting older but yeah. not really like because i like i'm still like the biggest partier out of everybody on tour yeah, but yeah this one might be different because like the friends i'm taking but right right like right. when i went on tour with watsky i was like uh-huh. out of that bunch like yeah. i was definitely the hardest partier and yeah. i'm talking about like there was like 15 people on that tour and like nobody Damn. was touching me on that in like yeah. europe or u.s i was yeah. wilding out you know, and everybody like everybody has a fair share of partying, but like when I'm in a new city, I want to explore. Even, of course, no matter how tired, I still go out. You know, what I mean? yeah, I still yeah. explore and have fun. So that's really unheard of for a lot of artists because they're like, "Yo, we're in, we're out. We have no time." I need tea with honey, have, and I gotta yeah. go to. <laughs> we have no. no time to sightsee or anything. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of time to uh, like we drive then to the next city, and that's a lot of hours the yeah. next day. So yeah. to me, it's like I might as well just go out and just sleep in the car the next day. True, that might be yeah. for people who can't sleep. Like I could knock out anywhere me yeah, too like i can knock out it's anywhere. like a problem yeah, 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 yeah it's like it's yeah. like a useless superpower it's like <laughs> <laughs> like i'm playing i can fall asleep anywhere like i can sleep through a tornado it's important though because i go on tour uh not as much as you but shit i i go out and it's like i know people who are like i can't sleep on planes and you're like what right how right, the fuck right. do you how are you gonna do this as a career yeah. if you can't sleep on a plane right it's unbelievable it's, yeah, it's crazy man i don't know like i'm i'm definitely very low maintenance when it comes to these tours. I've done so many shitty tours. I still yeah. go on shitty tours. My shit ain't glamorous. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Do, you, do like, you blame people for that? Like your management, your, no, no, your no, agency? No. It's, where it's you're like, just, why the fuck did you get this me this? This is all part of the grind. You of know course, what I'm saying? Yeah. Until I get to a point where like, I, you know, they're going to put me in five-star hotels and right, shit. That's true. fine. But like, this is, I'm so used to it though that it's like, it's, it's, it's all good. Like I'm, you know, I have fun with the low, low budget tours too. Honestly. Yeah. Those, are, those are sometimes the most fun ones. Yeah. Until you ride business class and you're like, fuck right. that. I'm like, never going to coach again. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Which yeah. happened. I wrote like a business class, like only for the first time this past year. Yeah. And, like, I it's was the like, best, isn't it? This shit is like way better than coach. Like, yeah. Like I got leg space, man. They give yeah. you a blanket champagne. Yeah. You're like, I'm loving this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done first class only once and it was <laughs> earlier this year verizon paid for so it you were, yeah. so you're so you're wild out on tour um do you feel like uh you know sometimes you'd be wild out and people just be like when's this guy when's this guy gonna calm down uh yeah i mean you know people like spoke to me about it like there were people on tour like put me to the side yeah, like no. yo you gotta chill <laughs> 
Yeah, it's all good. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm like mad chill now. Like I, I'm more mature. I know. Mm-hmm. Like I, even if I partied, that that didn't mean like I didn't. I was like late to anything. Right. I yeah, got yeah. up early, so I don't think anybody could really say shit to me because mm-hmm. I was like always still responsible. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, Do you have I, any uh, crazy like fan encounters? Ooh. Crazy fan encounters? Mm-hmm. Nah. I mean, yeah, it's weird because I have this weird division of fans fans like a section of fans that's like k-pop fans you know oh really yeah and k-pop fans they don't fuck around they're obsessed the fucking craziest i I love them too for that because they're so down for the artists and it's not like having like an underground rap fan like those fans are like they're cool and they're down with you but they're not k-pop fans k-pop fans will fucking ride or die for you they will shoot somebody for you (laughs) like they will hold you down bro they will hold you down it's like a ride or die thing yeah yeah so um, have you done like collabs with like K-pop yeah, artists? Yeah, yeah, I've okay. done I've done a lot of collabs with K-pop artists, which probably explains that. I also hosted a show on this uh, big uh, Korean network mm-hmm. um, where they, it was like a pop culture show. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I was on it. and I interviewed a bunch of K-pop artists. So some of those K-pop fans know me from that, but mainly because I'm somehow in there too in that world. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And also, if you're like a Korean rapper out in korea you're kind of categorized into k-pop too mm-hmm. so like okay. me being a korean dude out here and one of the few who who are rapping out here mm-hmm. i've kind of got in that scene you know yeah. what I'm which is cool for me because i'm like yo more fans i'll take them wherever for you sure. give me <laughs> but okay you know like you recently came back from uh korea right you you before you had some performances there and yeah um a lot of okay i not to say a lot there are some uh, asian american artists performers actors whatever that they really don't want to associate with their like cultural background and their ethnicity where they're just like, eh, that's my parents. That's not me. But right. I feel like you've really embraced that. And you've really, you know, um, like, you know, you, you talk about K-pop and you hosted something for Korea. Like what made you be like, you know what, this is my identity. And how do you find that balance? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, you know, growing up in America, like I definitely had issues with, you know, identity issues. I think a lot like, like a lot of us, true, you know true. what I'm saying? And um, I was, I went through that too. I was like, nah, man, you know, I'm American. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then like after, I, as I got older, I started, you know, having pride in, in who I was and mm-hmm. the background I come from and, um, started really embracing it mainly because I, I I was touring a lot and going into these like cities that aren't Los Angeles that has a shitload of Asians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm talking like Midwest and stuff. Yeah. I would meet these like only Korean kids, the only Asian kids in that neighbor in that community, like coming up to me like, "Bro, you're my hero." They're like, like, "I'm all alone." Yeah, here, and I was man. like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Like this is like bigger than rap. You know what yeah. I'm saying? This is bigger than hip hop. And that's when I really started embracing it because I was like, "Yo, like." These kids like are looking up to you, at, you know, as a hero and like yeah. as a voice, you know what I'm saying? And me coming from L.A., I think I took it for granted. I was just so used to it because there are tons of Asians of here. Course, so it yeah. and, and especially with the entertainment community, there's so many entertainers here, too. So it doesn't even feel like we're really like full on minorities here. There is a community right. that we can at least talk to, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But there's a lot of other places that, you know, they only have access to us through, like, you know, whether it's YouTube or whatnot. I mean, so, I was the same way. I, I grew up in Arizona, and there's, like, right. no Indian people there at all. Right, right. So anytime I saw anything with an Indian person, I was like, yes. Yeah, I mean, we live in Koreatown right yeah. now. This is, like, the second biggest Korean community after Korea, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Wow. In the world. Wow. In the fucking world, you know? So this is fucking Korea. Yeah. <laughs> this is Korea. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. So, like, I think... That's when I kind of just started talking about it more and repping mm-hmm. more because I was like, yo, you know, like, I don't know why I kept shying away from it, trying to get away from it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then now that I actually, like, talk about it more, embrace it, like, I feel like I'm in a way better place mentally, too. You know what yeah. I'm Yeah, of course. Yeah. Speaking of Koreatown, have you noticed the shift over the past few years here? Like, you know gentrification basically coming have because like a lot of the neighborhoods you know los Feliz happen echo park silver lake do you feel like koreatown is going to be that next wave of i mean koreatown is undoubtedly like one of the hippest neighborhoods in los angeles like i would say probably top three right now i love i love this neighborhood so much yeah there's no way there's i mean i think everybody could admit that it's not like before it used to be like silver lake the the hip spot Mm -hmm. and shit like that but we have far more culture here in Koreatown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, the thing. It's not manufactured like it is in the other cities. Like, it's, it's, it's real. It's, are you worried that like over the next like coming years, it's just going to be kind of pushed out by these like 
hipster white kids that are going to the yuppies are gonna oh yeah i mean it's already happening too you know what i'm saying i think it's important that uh while that happens i think that's inevitable it's gonna happen but it's it's about still uh keeping uh true with all the local businesses and make sure they all grow together you know what i'm saying and then not forget about that and not push out the the natives pretty much yeah and push out the culture which is the thing that's yeah and i think there's been a good good um a balance of it actually because i know a lot of young uh like uh korean american kids here whose parents own businesses here that they've kind of taken on that tradition and opened up their own stuff oh no too. way that's so amazing there's nice. actually a lot of that uh, my boy roy Choi too mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah, you know, yeah with the line hotel the commissary, commissary pot yeah he's really made sure that when he came here and did that he still he didn't stomp on any toes and he yeah. kind of you know, still respected the, all the surrounding businesses and stuff. No, and then, for sure. And there's a lot of that going with my boy Chris with Soul Sausage, Escala yeah. with Boy Chino. There's a lot of these businesses out here that are still very, like, it's just a new generation of what's Koreatown. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? so, but I feel like it, they, they are, and that's the thing, they are having that respect for the community, the culture. Oh, and, for and, sure. And, and there's this, the history of this town, of this neighborhood is so rich that like I'm even like not even from you know Koreatown but like right. I and I'm like if I'm gonna be living here at least I can like know about it learn about it and support the local businesses right, you know? right, right. right. because you can see people coming in and then it's like shit there's an open uh, like uh, retail spot and you're just like I hope that doesn't become like a little CrossFit spot right, right. or a little, or some shit like that. Some, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but I mean, it's just it's it's really you know what it is. It's just like everybody, like it's millennials too. You know, it's yeah. just like it's not even just the culture <clears throat> thing. It's like the age groups too. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Like, even like you know whether it could be like young. Uh, white yuppies or whatever, but they're still like asshole young Korean kids too. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, That'll yeah. come in and asshole do some knows no shit. bounds. Like, yeah. true, true. You know, so it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's inevitable, but it's yeah, just yeah. about like you know, it's about like knowing the history. Right? Yeah, so. yeah. Now, okay, when you grew up here, because it's always weird—not weird, but like interesting meeting like kids that were like that grew up here. Because a lot of people have moved over here into like somewhere in their like 20s to like mid 20s they moved here trying to pursue some type of dream but like you, <laughs> you grew up here you know like how was it growing up here in LA were you just kind of centered based in Koreatown like would you go out to other neighborhoods yeah, did you ever want to leave the city like did you ever anywhere like, else because this is completely night and day different than like Brentwood right. you know or like Santa Monica you know yeah, yeah how often would you leave the neighborhood and you know no, I definitely, I, I definitely wasn't, uh, you know, engaging in my local neighborhood like that with the businesses and stuff like yeah. that when I was younger. I was kind of like an oddball. Like, I was getting bused to, uh, like, a Valley Middle School for a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. um, wow. You know, I was, like, taking, I was also just, like, bus missions down to, like, Echo Park or mm-hmm. South Central or to Venice, yeah. you know, like, because I was, like, a weirdo kid. Like, the Koreatown kids, like, generally, they, they go to, like, PC rooms and play pool and smoke cigarettes yeah, and parking yeah, lots. Yeah. I wasn't really part of that. I was, like, I was like a young film and music nerd. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, when I, so I was hanging out with, like, kids in garage bands in, like, Silver Lake and Echo Park. Mex- yeah. Mexican skater kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Venice. Um, you know, South Central. I used to go to open mic there when I was young called Project Blowed. Wow, um, I was freestyling there, and that's where I pretty much sharpened my sport uh, sword. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 open mic was probably one of the biggest like influences for me when I mm-hmm. was young. Um, I started going there when I was about fifth, uh, like fifteen, sixteen. Went there for like five years after that, Damn. and um, they just have hundreds of MCs who gather there. It's like the mecca for like freestyler and battle really? rappers. Yeah, wow. it's in South Central Forty Third and Crenshaw. And I was like, pretty much like fucking taking his. I've busted missions to 43rd and Crenshaw <laughs> on a Razor scooter from like 6th Street. You know what I'm saying? Like 6th Street to, to 43rd. 43rd? Yeah, That's yeah, holy yeah. shit. So, and that was all Thursday nights, you know, like Thursday nights, like Damn. every Thursday night it was a weekly open mic. So, yeah. And it started at like 10 p.m. and I'd get home at like 3 a.m. Oh and, you know, like go to school or some shit. But <laughs> I was like, I'm definitely an LA kid, you know? Yeah. And then I think like, um, like right before I turned 20 and like I started getting my name up as a battle rapper is mm-hmm. when like a lot of the Asian kids started kind of wanting to hang out with me before they thought I was a fucking weirdo and shit. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> because, you know, like it was just like we we're just different, you know, like yeah. especially this neighborhood. It was like a lot of the ASEAN pride kids. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like the weirdo like skateboard. Yeah, kid, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? So like 
But then all of a sudden the Asian pride kids started fucking with me because I was like the only Asian battle rapper. Yeah. And yeah. I was like slaying fools. So they were yeah. like, yo, this fool is like represented for the Asians. Like, yeah. So the fools used to look at me weird. All of a sudden came up to me like, all right, man, you're representing, dog. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. You know, so I was like, yo, I'm going to ride this shit out. And then Asian <laughs> girls started fucking with me too before they didn't fuck with me. But uh, <laughs> Okay, so like what, what, what kind of like set you, what, you know, growing up, interested you in like the arts and rap in film and like skating and everything else that kind of like set you apart from you know like your surrounding what was it that like really drew you to these other you know hobbies or or whatnot yeah i mean i you know just being an immigrant uh kid like being a lashkey child just growing up on tv shows yeah. and movies i think that was a big influence on me just yeah. growing up on a lot of television shows and yeah like having freedom to like listen to the howard stern show when i was like young you what know? like it was so weird when i was Damn. in fifth grade and i would take um, i was in the school bus to mm -hmm. go to my school like by like fairfax yeah. or whatever my school bus driver would play the howard stern show every what? fucking morning and by the way for like people i was who like, don't know yeah. howard stern was much crazier then yeah like, now he's just like an old guy does interviews yeah. Back the thing then, is, it was insanity it's, it's not like it's blasted throughout the whole school bus they don't right. have like a speaker system right. but he just played it like in his, his area radio. in the front but it's loud as fuck you're like just if right I just sit in the first half <laughs> of the school bus you could hear it so yeah. I, I didn't know what it was for a long time mm -hmm. but I was like yo and then I found out the Howard Stern show every morning I was I just hear crazy crazy shit yeah. every single day yeah. and I was like yo this shit is crazy and <laughs> It was awesome, though. I would literally listen, like, every day, yeah. you know? And I, I, I distinctly remember that being, like, a thing that actually had a big influence on me because I was so into it. Like, I would just sit there just, like, hearing what crazy shit he's going to say next or yeah. what the guests are going to say next. Right. Um, that was he probably could have gotten fired for that honestly. Oh, for but, sure, for sure, definitely yeah. got fired. Yeah, the bus yeah. driver could have been yeah you know, for playing Howard Stern for kids. Definitely yeah, fired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all that stuff. I was just like, you know. The, all the TV shows, movies, stand-up, radio shows, everything that I listened to kind of molded me into who I am, really. So. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, yeah, just pretty much a nerd. <laughs> what were some of the albums that you feel like really uh, made you go, okay, I want to make... I want to make an album because there's certain like bot battle rapping is like its own thing where you're like that's its own community and there, I mean I don't know how much crossover it is but from right. my experience with it, it didn't seem like there was a ton of successful crossover from battle rapping to they would like studio rappers right they'd be like all oh, these studio rappers just they just make albums and then battle rappers just right they right. battle were there certain albums or artists that you felt like oh, okay these are going to be my guys, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up listening to, like, Tupac yeah. a lot. Um, Eminem was huge for me mm -hmm. and a lot of just battle rappers in general, too, because he was From that world. the biggest battle rapper who made it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Absolutely. So his storytelling on, like, Slim Shady and, like, Marshall Mathers was, mm -hmm. like, huge for sure for me. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, there were, like, that was, I remember when I was really getting into music, like, you know, Napster came out. Oh, so yeah. I was downloading, like, oh, a hell lot yeah. of radio show like mm -hmm. freestyles yeah like sway and king tech morning mm -hmm. wake up show freestyles eminem when he was like going uh, battling a cannabis yeah 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 just the, just the mp3s you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like yeah. i would just download those <laughs> and uh that was heavy but yeah of course like all the classics ice cube Tupac, yeah. biggie like mm -hmm. but um yeah man it, it's crazy because i would i would say i was never like a like to this day too i love listening to all types of music right but i'm not like a music head where I have to have every single album on my right, phone and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I love just. Like, I don't like listening to too much stuff all the time because mm -hmm. I feel like it influences you too much accidentally as an artist. Right. You might right. Like go in yeah. a move and start sounding too much like a person. Yeah. yeah. So I actually just I, I like to just take influence randomly, like mm -hmm. listen to a song here, listen to a song there, and just keep it moving. But right. I definitely um I'm I'm not a dude who just has a mad hard drives of songs. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't do that shit. Like, right, I definitely right. don't do that. or or have like earphones on all day. Like that's not my <laughs> shit. Because I draw a lot of my influences from stuff that's not music related. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like and and that's big for me. Like I visuals inspire me like mm -hmm. when I make music, you know, to like um yeah, books or art or Just whatever. Just life or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I actually like the least amount of inspiration I get for when I make rap is like uh, rap music. I don't I don't get really? the most inspiration from yeah, rap music. Yeah, you know, so. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. I want to really get in dive into this because uh, it it. It sparked my interest when you were talking about how you would take a scooter from 6th to 45th Street yeah. or whatever. Just the work ethic that comes into your line of work. Because, like, you didn't get to where you did just by being mediocre. You ha There's a certain level of, like, talent, skill, 
hard work and like just hours of experience that got you to where you are right now you know yeah i mean i don't i wouldn't even call it like work experience you know like at that time it was just like we were kids just smoking blunts and mm -hmm. freestyling for hours you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah it wasn't like oh we're like clocking in and shit so it was all fun you know i think it's more work now like oh yeah yeah because like now it's you're a like, business now yeah like yeah. i make a living off this this is like my full-time job mm -hmm. and like you know some t some months are better than others but i can i can uh uh do better every month if i right. like worked harder you know mm -hmm. if i go in and make songs yeah. if i make an album like i'm gonna make money you know yeah. if i if i make an album i'm gonna get booked for more shows yeah. so it's like um, that's important. So you, as an artist who starts uh, transitioning into something, somebody who's making money off this, you have to start setting deadlines. Yeah, yeah. Right. Before all the years that it got me to that, before it got me to this point, it was just like hours of freestyling, making f uh, songs for fun. Yeah. Shit like that. It, it's more sharpening your sword and getting, getting yourself ready. You know what I'm saying? It's training, really. Yeah. It's just training. It's not like working. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. It's training, but it's like fun training. But you know? but that's different compared to what we were talking about before we started filming about um, troll culture now. Right, right. And there's a lot of like um, young young kids that think that, you know, they can freestyle, whatever. They'll hop on YouTube and they'll just say some ridiculous shit. You right, know? right. But it's like, and you as an established artist where you're like, yo, like you're insulting the craft basically the yeah i mean to me it's like i don't you know that doesn't really matter to me because that it's like you whether they have an audience for that or not it's not going to cross over into like people going to know like there's a certain point you get yeah. to right. where yeah, people yeah. are going to tell you like that's not that's right it's not a thing you know yeah. what i'm saying like so yeah. it's fine like if you can find a way to make money off of it yo i'm not hating on anybody yeah. who can make money off of anything like yo, right Go for you it. know, go for yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? You do your thing, mm -hmm. but it's like, yo, you, you gotta. You, that person is also gonna get to a point where, like, fuck. Now what am I gonna do? Now gotta like you know? learn how to make an actual song. Yeah, yeah make yeah, a yeah, song, yeah. or just you know, know that it's not gonna like last forever. That hype, like, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that true like talent will prevail. Of course, end. you know, I have tons of friends who've been struggling, and then finally they've had their break, and now they're famous now. And then like, they have like the yeah. tools too, because yeah. it's one thing to, to you know, to be grinding it out, and then you know, get your break and be prepared to handle it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Versus sure. if you're out there and you're just like, Oh, I just, I was just making like one minute things randomly. Right, now right. I don't know what the fuck to do. No, no, here. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I got, I, I have homies who were prepared and they are like on right now. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. That's amazing, man. That's, right. So what, what did your parents think when you, when, when you were telling uh, them like, that's Hey, what I was into. you know, I'm, uh, I'm in a hip hop. Uh, I'm coming home at 3 AM. My right, parents right. would be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? My, my, like, what was that especially about? Especially like parents that are like fairly new, like 10, 15, 20 years into this country where they're not really familiar with like yeah. the culture or that you're getting into, you know? Yeah. I mean, my parents, uh, they're, they've been split up since we were young and like during that time it was just like they were just so stressed out about work and they're split up like we were just like free to do anything they're like just don't die <laughs> yeah, man <laughs> like me and my little sister were fucking badass teenagers yeah and we just got away with so much shit because my parents first of all like the language barrier of so course we could yeah just bullshit our way out through that <laughs> Um, a lot of study groups, 3 a.m. Yeah. study groups. My, yeah, you like I drop out of high school and be like, they let me out early because I was smart. Oh, yeah, you know? so, so like it was shit like that, like literally just through the language barrier. And then also like they just were so busy, they just couldn't be on top of it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like they didn't have, we didn't have fucking babysitters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Motherfuckers don't have babysitters no. around here. Like, yeah, yeah. So uh, that that's why I got to run around L.A. at mm -hmm. such a young age, absorbing the culture. Thank God, like at the end as me and my sister got older that, you know, we turned out good, you know, cause I know some kids that, that could have taken out. a turn. Yeah. 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 So, like my sister was even worse than me. Like she was a fucking rebel. Like I was a badass kid, but yeah. she was even worse. But now she's like, has a kid, <laughs> like all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like so nice. Like goes on trips with my mom. It's like, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, you know, but it, it's just a d different path we took. And mm -hmm. I, I, I'm very blessed. I definitely don't think I could have been a rapper if, um, if I didn't get a chance to like, find things out on my own yeah if you, you know? had that sort of traditional like yeah be at home study kind of yeah vibe. for sure for sure you kind of benefited wow you might be one of the very few recorded instances of just yeah. just a wild kid turning it into a career yeah my dad was my dad was still a very traditional strict uh like asian dad mm -hmm. you know he was cared about academics like will whoop my ass when it comes to like some bad grade type yeah, shit. yeah, yeah but yeah. like he you know 
it'll just end after that. Like he wasn't on me about it because he's so he's too fucking busy. Right. You know? yeah. When he had time to whip my ass, he would. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I don't have time to whip your ass today. Once okay. I can fit this in my schedule, yeah, you're yeah, fucking yeah. done. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it was just like, you know, he he wanted to almost like he was so busy, but like and he wanted to like he he didn't know how to be a good parent so it was just like a quick way of just like yelling at me real quick you know what i'm saying and yeah, then, but, yeah yeah but like they didn't know how to be good like american parents you know what i'm saying like let me ask you this when you were going out to these battles and stuff which are you know at that time and probably still now are predominantly you know uh africa you know it's black culture you know it's probably it was probably even more so concentrated like that when you well how did they how were you received when you came out were they like who is this who's this asian kid showing up all the time on the uh, scooter. What what is this about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time when I first started going to that open mic, um, you know, I kind of, I was just absorbing shit because, like, at the time I was already like ill, like freestyler in my mm-hmm. circle. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- before I went to that open mic, so I was like already feeling myself, and I went there the first time, and I was like, oh shit, these motherfuckers are like really good. Yeah. So it was almost like back to the drawing board. It's like mm-hmm. a comedian, like. You know, killing it at the local clubs, and then all of a sudden going to like comedy stores. You see, like Chappelle, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, man, yeah, I yeah, suck. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it really that's what that's why I would say the open mic was a big part of me developing as an artist because it really showed me what real talent was. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Yeah. Not just like oh, the couple friends around me. I'm the best freestyle out of my couple friends. You right. Know? Yeah. So th- that was my standard. That was my new standard when I went over there. I was like, this is the level I have to be. Yeah. So I went there every week, soaked it all in, and then yeah, of course, like, and then you know they didn't give that. That's what I like. Thing I liked about the open mic too. They didn't care if you were Asian or Latino or white. They're like, like if you if, got, if, if you're, you're tight, tight. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course, like, they, like you look like an outsider, but either yeah. way, if if you're tight, you're tight. And when I was whack, I was whack. Right. They just like ignore me, push me to the side, or roast <laughs> me, or battle me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was never because I was Asian. I think right. it was just because you were whack. You know yeah, you're either good like, or you're bad. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's all it was. Like when, if they would battle me and single me out, I never was like, oh, it's because I'm Asian. No, it was because nah. I was whack at the time. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Have, have you felt like now that like um, everything's becoming very more socially conscious, people are becoming more socially conscious. There are certain things you can't say. You can't make a certain homophobic slurs or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's tough for me because as I get older, it is I, I, I start not wanting to say certain shit. You know, mm-hmm. like I always say this because rap is like like a culture that's very uh, it's a youth culture. Yeah. Heavily youth culture. And like. And, you know, it comes with this I don't give a fuck attitude. That's you know? the whole thing. Yeah, it's but, like punk rock in that way. Yeah, yeah, but as you get older, you start giving a fuck about shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a so, problem. So it becomes a struggle. <laughs> like, I mean, for me, I mean, there's still a lot of battle rappers who right. don't get my boy Disaster. He don't give a fuck. Like, right. that fool will get homophobic, racist, yeah. or whatever. Just to, but he's whatever. my boy. Yeah. He's good at what he does. For me, personally, like, it's hard for me to say certain things. Like, yeah. I have a few battles my old battles where I've, I've said fag a few times, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I look back at that and I cringe, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Cause yeah. like, it's like not a lot of cats say that now. Nah. You know, back then it was like, everybody would say it, you know, yeah. you, you watch old TV shows or old comics oh, yeah. too. Oh, of course. You have Eddie Murphy yeah. being like fag, fag. Yeah. Like now it's like that shit wouldn't fly. Oh my God. So many, you letters. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's different. And for me too, like I don't use that anymore. You know what right. I'm saying? But so it is difficult for me. Uh, but then I think it's cool. I, I always found that there's a, uh, like you get more creative with restrictions, mm. of course. You know yeah. what I'm saying, and that's that's one thing. When I used to go to this open mic that I used to go to, uh, people could sign up to perform songs inside on the stage too. Mm-hmm. So I, I would sign up, but then um, that open mic had specific rules. You couldn't curse. Uh, so like we, any song you prepare and stuff, like what it should ha- it can't have uh, curse words. You can't say the n word. It was like for all the all black yeah. news was like, nah, what the hell? Like <laughs> it was cra- like it was it, there was mad rules. But They're like then, that's my hook. Yeah. What? <laughs> But that it, literally all the artists on there, like they they got crazy good and really abstract and left like thinking, you know. It was I mean? the same thing when I was starting to do stand up. There was one comedy club where the guy was like, when you showcase, he was like, it has to be clean. Which at the time we're like, oh, but everyone that I like isn't clean. But then you just do it, and it's just another way to like, because they know. I feel like they know that when you go out on your own, you're gonna do whatever the fuck right. you want to. But I think it's more of like, a, if you're trying to curate, which these people are trying to do, like curate young talent, they give you those restrictions to be like, I want these people to be like, creative and be right. able to, to think outside of the box instead of just trying to do like what is to them or maybe just in general like lowest common denominator stuff. Where they're that kind of helps where they're like just. Think of anything else. Right, right, right. And no. just focusing on that helps. No, for sure. It's it's it was like that for me, and 
Um, you know, yeah, and you're right. There's a lot of things that you know it's, it fucks it up with social media and mm -hmm. stuff. But um, it's cool. Do you feel like battle rap has changed ever since? Uh, it seems like everything is being taped all the time. Like I don't know any battle raps that are not being videotaped simultaneously by 500 cameras. No, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, battle raps are battle raps are going to be taped constantly. People are going to want to tape them. Yeah. I, I get it. Everybody wants to tape everything now. Do you it's feel like just... that kind of? Uh, you think that helps or hurts? Uh, no, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it I, don't, I don't think it, it affects it just because it's been going on since the beginning. No, nobody even, nobody freestyle battles anymore. That's the uh, thing. Everything's so written now. Yeah. If it was a free, if people were still freestyle battling, yes, that would make an effect because like at when, when people are freestyle battling at the time, like mm -hmm. it's really tight. Like when you're there yeah. and when you rewatch it, it sucks. Like right, you know, right, right. it's never that tight as you remember. So it's like, like improv. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's that in that element, it sucks, but then there's no freestyle battles anymore. Really? Yeah. Like, right. I mean, there are, but it's not hot or no one does it. Like no young kid does it. Like I swear to God, I'm telling right. You. So it's, and that's the difference between that generation and them. Like back then we used to freestyle battle all the time. Like off the top of your head. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't do my, like my first, uh, written battle was against tantrum, which was the other Asian guy I battled mm -hmm. on grind time. Yeah, that was my first time when they told me that. That's how they were doing it. Like I was shocked because I've never had done that before. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you crumble like that shit was your first fight. <laughs> what the hell, dude? Stop rapping and go sell shoes. After he lost that battle, he went to his dad, got down on his knees, and said, "I have failed you." <laughs> and I was like, uh, "Is this right?" Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I did it, and uh, it got shitload of views, and that was definitely some one of my launching like videos in yeah. my career. So, what was like the best advice someone gave you? You know, um, did you have like a mentor kind of like getting into uh, the industry or did, you know, you just had to figure it out on your own? Uh, no, I, I had to figure out on my own until I did uh, meet a mentor that that's who's the guy who put me on to the YouTube stuff. His mm -hmm. name was Brian and he uh, put me up on all the YouTube stuff. He was early on it. He knew about Wax, Tim, all these cats. I had no idea about these cats. And he's the one who like reached out to them and set up meetings with them. Wow. And linked up with him and, and you know. Um, it was easy to meet them too because they, they were fans of my battles. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit, that's tight. And then, um, yeah, and then Tim was like, when I first started my YouTube channel, Tim helped me get a lot of followers off the bat. De La Ghetto? Or yeah, Tim about, Ghetto, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had him so, come, come by the other Yeah, yeah, right. Tim is like, Tim is like one of the coolest dudes off of YouTube. Of I, would great, say, I would say he's like my favorite dude off of there because he's like, He's willing to help out everybody. Mm -hmm. That's that, right. That he's like, if he likes your shit, he'll help you no, out. No, he yeah. is He is the coolest dude, bro. And mm -hmm. he's he really helped is. me out, like, from early on. You know, he's always been supportive. I've always mm -hmm. been supportive of him. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he, he was willing to meet with me. He already had a shitload of followers. Gave me a grip to, like, start off with, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I just kept putting stuff out. He always repost stuff for me. Like, he, he's the homie. That dude is truly the man. So yeah. I, wish, I wish all the success for that dude. Having sure. someone, especially that supportive in that genre, in that field of work is so important. But like, you know, did anyone ever say like, hey man, if you want to get here, avoid sir like whatever or like if if this is where you want to get to here's some like things that you because like a lot of young kids want to get into this. A lot of yeah kids of color want to get into hip-hop rap you know whatever it is but like they they're just like directionless they don't know what to do you know yeah i mean you know there's not uh, you know i would say stop thinking too much about things like that and just keep perfecting your craft yeah you know, i think people a lot of kids early on want to think about you know uh uh, getting a uh, getting a manager. How do or, I get famous? Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. I, I see a lot of kids constantly wanting to send me their songs and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck you want me to do with these <laughs> shits? Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a fucking record label. Like, you know, I I I, I, I like I don't know for some reason I never sent my like when I was making songs early on I was young I didn't send them to fools and shit like yeah, I didn't yeah. care. You're like, like you know if I saying? like it I'm gonna put it up. Yeah, what? like yeah. you get you know you got. A lot of these artists are fucking assholes too, bro. Like you gotta, not, yeah. You know, maybe I'm an asshole too, but I'm just <laughs> saying in general, like you gotta just keep focusing on your shit. And I think you know that like, that might be because you know everyone, it's so hard to to you know to be in this business and to keep moving forward and and progressing and growing that you have to spend so much time probably focusing on yourself and your own thing. So if a, uh, 10 million people are just like, hey man, listen to my shit. And it's like, I'm not your manager. Right, right. I don't have time to sort out 300 people's careers and yeah. mine at the same time. Well, it's not even about that. Like I, to me, it's more like when I get sent those things, you know, I'm just like, yo, like, 
I, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I think they think that I can, I can do something for yeah. them or something, you yeah, know, yeah, I'm yeah. like, yo, yeah. I can't do shit for you. But, you know, sometimes I will just randomly listen to some shit. Yeah. And then I like, if it's tight, I'll just be like, good shit, you know, but yeah, if yeah. it's not, I'll just ignore it. I won't yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't gotten a response, it might suck. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I mean, to me, I don't think my opinion should matter or like anybody else's should matter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Art, if man. they send it to like whatever, Kanye or Jay-Z, like I don't think their opinion should matter anyways. Right, right, saying? right. And especially Kanye's right now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Jesus but, uh, Christ. Oh, but, uh, oh, rest, in nah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. rest in peace, my respect. For him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, it's all good. <laughs> Who knows, man? I don't know. Like the, the whole Trump shit. I, I don't even want to go into politics. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Not a, like, I, I'm not super heavy like that in yeah. Well, let's go into politics. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no one thing that we will get into, yes. um, just to kind of wrap things up, um, and, and I love hearing about people's take on spirituality and, and their journey through that. Were you raised in a spiritual household? Yeah, I mean, my parents, was, my parents, we grew up super Christian. Yeah. Okay. And like a lot of Koreans do grow up Christian as hell. Like if mm-hmm. there's mad Korean churches around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one literally um, right down yeah, the street. Right down the street. Yeah. yeah, so. No, literally one, uh, one, one block, block away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Not yeah. even a block, like two buildings. Down. I, I went to one, I went to one right here on Normandy and Fifth. There's a big one right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to that one. I went to the church with actually the family that started Forever 21. The what? like billionaires. Damn. Those the, the couple or was it a couple? It's or? a couple and they have two daughters. One of the daughters is my age, but. But, uh, what? Yeah, we were like super little, but they were mad cool. They would like buy church, uh, buy food for the church like every week. And this was amazing. like before Forever Twenty One. They were already doing their thing, like yeah. expanding and shit. But um, that's a whole other story. Yeah, I mean, I grew up, I grew up hella Christian. Um, like my parents, I think they were like more religious. Like they they were acting more religious than they actually were. It was more cultural. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they were just like so we're super Christian. We yeah, gotta yeah. go to church. I'm like, wait, you're not going to church. Like, yeah, yeah you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. So, yeah, but they still are, I would say, you know, but they don't go to church every week now, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, I definitely grew up Christian. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm a Christian now. I, I, I mean, I, I believe in God, I would say. I believe in God. Th- there's but, a higher power. In yeah, there. yeah. But I, I, I don't, I'm not full on, like, Christi- Christian. And You're I'm, not leading bus tours yeah, and stuff. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would feel bad if I just said I'm Christian. Right, right, I'm right. not, yeah. you know, partaking yeah. Yeah. and, you know, going to church and stuff. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I mean, the spiritual journey for me has been, like, it's still going, you know what I'm saying? Of course. It's always going, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I've gone to all sorts of journeys. Yeah. <laughs> Acid, mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christianity, <laughs> Buddhism. Uh, now, do, do you feel like that, you know, <laughs> like, gets you in a spiritual place when you are going on those trips, you know, where it's like... Oh, yeah, I, I, my mushrooms changed my life. Yeah. Like, when I first... I've heard my, that by so many people, by I the did way. mushrooms when I was freshman year in high school, and for sure, like, the way I... It's, you know, not like, oh, I saw something or whatever. Right. It's more like I took mushrooms, and the way I started thinking about things, like, at the very moment, mm-hmm. and, like, when I when I started thinking of things, like, at a different angle that I never have... Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit! Like I didn't know I could think that way. You know what I'm saying? Or I right. could see it from that perspective. And then when you're off of it, you might not necessarily be in the same zone, but you remember that, and you're like, oh shit! Like it is far more bigger. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Than yeah. you ever saw it. So that's what I mean by mushrooms. It wasn't like I'm seeing leprechauns pop out of the fucking furniture yeah, yeah. and shit. You're you know? like, I get it. There's <laughs> leprechauns everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you just reevaluate, or you look at things from a different. Of course, light, and that's know? why you know, like a lot of the great musicians and artists and revolutionaries in the past have smoked weed and things like that and done hallucinogens yeah it's like it, it, it's opened up minds and made, made people think about things a different way yeah, yeah and you know i'm not saying it's necessary but yo if 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 it's there then you know and it can do that and you know why not utilize it you know for sure i see it as like a tool really yeah anything so yeah yeah what's but, uh what's next for you Outside of the tour, because yeah. the tour's coming up. You're doing a multi-city tour in February, I believe, or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, end of January, January. I start okay. um, from the West Coast and go towards the Midwest and East Coast. Mm-hmm. And okay. Uh, it's about 14 cities. Nice. All like the major cities. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I'm about to keep burping. No, dude. <laughs> burp away, man. All right. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's going to be fun, man. And I'm taking uh, my boys, Year of the Ox. It's two uh, rappers from Virginia. They're mm-hmm. dope. Oh, Virginia. Yeah. I'm from Virginia. He's from Virginia. Are you? Yeah. Northern Virginia. Oh, them, them too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nova. Yeah. Nova, yeah. That, uh, that That's my hood, man. That's yeah, how, my, yeah, my boy Lyrics and JL, they have a group called uh, Year of the Ox, Two Asian Korean Cats. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Like Fairfax and okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh, f- 
Okay. Wow. Yeah. Fairfax, yeah. the bright. In you my know, all the Koreans are in Annandale. And Annandale. Yeah, oh, yeah. shit. You're oh. you're, he's I've connected. He's down. I, I know Virginia, bro. You're hip to. I know every K town in America, bro. <laughs> as soon as I pull up, they're like, oh, table for two, right? Yeah. Here. Yeah. And we've been waiting for you. Yeah, they take care of me, bro. They take care of me. Yeah, Little River Turnpike, man. That's where it's all popping at. Are there. um Asian American artists that you feel are like doing it like like you're the ox. Uh yeah, there's tons. There's yeah. there's there's a lot. Um, uh, I mean it's it's I don't it's I it's hard for me to follow them. Like I would I wouldn't say I'm like huge fans of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm only fans of like a few that are like my friends or something. Right. 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 Right, you know? right, right. Right. But other than that, like I don't think anybody's like blown me away where I'm like I gotta follow you. No, but you the, the fact that I keep up with them though because they're, they're like young Asian cat. I like. You're supportive, yeah. Yeah, me and some of my Asian friends, we have this group chat. We're like the fucking, it's like the the Korean Illuminati or some shit. Like, <laughs> no way. Yeah, like we share any kind of new story about like, oh, Asians like casting in a film yeah, or yeah. Like so some music awesome. or like an article or yeah. some shit. And like, you know, because like I think it's important like um, to have that support group, right? You know absolutely. What I'm saying? And also and to like be aware. push new talent too, yeah. right? or look or look out for new talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and that doesn't mean like, oh, I, I support you just because you're Asian. No, I definitely like only support you if you're like Asian and dope. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm even harder on my own people. I'm just right, like, yo, yeah. I want the illest motherfuckers to represent. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm not gonna support any Korean rapper. Like, you better right. be fucking tight. You better yeah. be able to serve me. Like, real shit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's so dope that like you have that support system because a lot of people are like, I'm the, the only like brown comedic and i'm uh, just no, gonna no, like be, fuck I've, shit I've on been there i've definitely been there you know when yeah. i was like growing up and i used to go to this like boys and girls club down the street like yeah. and i was the only korean kid there it was mm-hmm. all like latinos and black kids and stuff and i was a cool like asian kid yeah. one day like some other asian kid walked in i was like nah there's only space for one cool asian <laughs> motherfucker like you trying to take my shine yeah on this yeah yeah court? like oh and you rap oh motherfucker this guy <laughs> shit no 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 you know i, I went through that but not nah, like i've I've gotten older and you know, this is the whole identity issue thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I've definitely learned how to uh, approach that. And, yeah. Like, grow too. I so. love that, man. Yeah. That's so dope. Shit, man. So are, are you working on, uh, on an album? Did yeah. you- Harambe was, uh, yeah. on the Spotify charts. Yeah, yeah man. Thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, nah, uh, the new album is called we might die. Okay. Uh, it's a mixtape. It's mm-hmm. a, um, same shit, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's free. It's mm-hmm. free download online at dumbfounded.com. Got it could download it for free um yeah it's it's only 10 tracks but i'm really happy with how it came out for um, sure. uh the song called safe and harambe did really good yeah and then um yeah we're touring that album pretty much for the end of nice. january through february so. yeah yeah that's nope, exciting man. man uh and you will be performing uh what like in a week or so two weeks here in la oh no 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 the la show of the tour is going to be at the end of the tour Oh, okay, like yeah, oh, okay. February. Because that was one, but yeah, ignore that. And it's gonna okay. be at the, the end of the uh, the one at the uh, end of Roxy? February. Yeah, February nineteenth at the Roxy, the Roxy Los Angeles. Nice. Get tickets now because it's starting to fill up. Too. We will yeah. for sure be, we'll there. be there, please. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. To spread the word. Absolutely. And also put this episode out before the tour starts. If Absolutely. You can. Dude, it's gonna okay, go up cool. in like two weeks. Soon. All right, yeah, all right, cool, cool. Because I'm trying to sell more tickets. <laughs> no, we're gonna. All right, all right. We're for sure gonna be at the LA show. You know. Yeah, our fans give a shit, man. Awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah, thanks for the support, man. Of course. Yeah. We gotta help our people of color doing dope shit. You that's know? what's up. Yeah. That's, that's what's up. up. But it awesome. has to be dope. It has to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you and you happen to be dope for shit. Yeah. Yeah. Good looking right. out. yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know about you guys until you know you no, reached out. Bro. Yeah. I, I, like, again, I apologize for like blowing up your DM. He's I, mad thirsty for these guests. No, man. no, no. Honestly, <laughs> I, it's I not even about slid into like <laughs> his DMs, and I would text him like every day. But no, hey, man, it's always like that. It's always like that. And at some point, you find it annoying, and then after you'll be like, I respect it, and you'll be like. But then that's what you have to do because yeah. you know, like, yeah, everybody agrees. It's easy to be like, Yeah, I'm down, yeah. and then, like, you know, like, they, they start ignoring your calls. But I, you know I, I just appreciate that you were like, Yeah, I'm uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm so down, even after I like harassed you for like two months straight. <laughs> you still were well, like, it also looks like you guys are doing some good, shit, you know. What I'm, I'm not gonna just yeah. like hop on any fucking shit, but if it's True. like some shit that's like you guys are doing something mm-hmm. and like you know, it's growing, like, yeah. I'm all about that, you know what I'm saying, but if it's Thank like you, some man. bullshit project that you just thought of all of a sudden when you were stoned like no nah, i'm not gonna do it like you know yeah. let's do a podcast be right. in our korean sketch we're doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> no nah, i appreciate it, man thank you again for coming out man yeah thanks for having thank me bro. You. Yeah, all thanks, right man Peace. thank you oh man time went by quick okay 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 i have a lot of respect for the guy this Nuke. guy just, he really did it he's not some guy who was just like hey i'm gonna rap in my bedroom like he went out you know i do stand up yeah. and what he does 
if you're that young going into the south side and battle yeah. rapping yeah. like I'd, i i knew some people who did that in chicago and and it was just like terrifying yeah yeah just go out there and you spit off the top of your head i have a hard time talking yeah off the top of my it's head it's really hard and just like the nerves that go into like the battle rap at these like venues with like hundreds and hundreds of people like you guys yeah. saw some of the clips that, w- that we had in the interview he was man. living eight mile yeah man and he's super talented and he's very well respected and i'm again really happy that he came by this um our podcast and he he gave and us I, that and, I, and i like that that he, he sort of showcased that you know, in the hip hop community, like it wasn't like a racial thing. It was yeah. just like if you're good, yeah. you're good, and if you suck, you suck. But like in the bat, like hip hop. But I feel like the battle rap, it was all like targeting. Like, I mean, it's, of course, it's, it's but like super racist. You got to have the skill set to deal with yeah, it, and man. and he did, man. Yeah, he, yeah. he made, you know, yeah, he conquered that, and now he's making music. And check out his mixtape, by the way, like Ooh. he was saying. And make sure we're gonna put a link for his tour dates, man. Grab Go see him live. He's fun. It's affordable tickets, man. Yeah. Get it before it's sold out, and just like catch this guy or like support people man yeah, support. especially if you live in la or if you're on any of the other tour dates yeah you know go support local people who are you know pushing diverse Just spend like two hours voices. getting to know this artist man yeah and like you know what the korean americans need to stand up for him and everyone else the people yeah. of color man support your your artists they're good they're talented you know what thank you and support us by checking out our Patreon page. Yes, because we are the number one video podcast. We are. And the only way that's not true is if you don't subscribe and make us look like you a liar. So don't make us look like liars. One, we're asking you, man, support us. All you got to do is subscribe. And then you know what? Apparently, there's this thing called turning notifications on. There's like a little bell on the app. Oh. On the YouTube app. Mm-hmm. You go to our like thing and you hit like notify me every time they upload a video. So every Monday morning, it'll be like bloop. There's a new podcast. New episode. podcast episode by, you know, the dopest podcast on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you for watching. Uh, check out last week's episode with our, like, as it might be my favorite episode just because, like, it went so weird. With Philip Wang from with Wong Fu. Philip Wang from Wong and Fu. And the one before that with Megan Batoon. With Megan Batoon. The one before that with Tamar Dia. Tamar Dia. The one before that with uh, Karen. Karen Sony. Yeah. Was yeah. he the one before that? Her? I think so. I think so. And we got some great people coming up, man. We got some really hot names. Just be ready. We're keeping it consistent. We got hot ass guests. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. Like our podcast like Do you think we're the two most handsome podcasters? Probably. Probably, yeah. Probably. Undeniable. Shout out to Zane. Hopefully he'll come Shout in here. Shout out to Zane. Um and uh oh. we appreciate you guys trying to get um we're gonna keep the push to get Mike Shinoda Mike from Shinoda. Lincoln Park on our podcast. Tweet Mike Shinoda and so let him please. know to come by the apartment. This I, I don't think you guys realize how much this will affect Ali Belouge if he if Mike Shinoda's here. He will be. Here's the thing. I'll be a puddle. I will of, have to get one I'll of those. Just be a puddle of. Liquid. I'm gonna have to get one of those metal uh, medical kits with like a defibrillator because the moment he sees Mike Shinoda, he gonna pass out, and I'm gonna be like clear, and I'm like, and I'm gonna have to try waking him up to do some bullshit questions, and he's also gonna have a full boner the entire time, which is fine. Uh, but this is really gonna change his life. But also, the real reason we wanted him was because he's the first. Asian American person to be the front man of a band that yeah, rock sold band, rap band, yeah, that sold like millions and millions and millions Hybrid of records. Hybrid Theory was a highest selling album of the 2000s. You know that? I did not know that. From 2000 to like 2010, highest selling Jeez. album of the, the that one like double diamond or so, or platinum or some shit. Yeah. Zayn has to catch up. Yeah, so Zayn will never get those numbers. <laughs> anyway, uh, we love you, you, Zayn. We love you, Zayn. Thank you so much. For watching you guys, shout out to our producer, uh, Samir Khan, Khan. and uh, we'll see you guys next week. This is The Apartment. Bye.